Welcome back. Our panel are still with us. Dr Emily O'Connor, Ono Nocton, Anya Kerr, David Davenport and Ian Kyo. But now we're going to go to Australia and extraordinary and awful scenes uh, across Australia in recent days and uh, thousands of emergency personnel, a lot of them uh, who are volunteers working across New South Wales and other areas uh, as they struggle to get um, bushfires under control. There are reports of several blazes around Sydney burning at emergency levels. So from there, from Sydney now, I'm joined by Jamie Smith, who is Financial Times correspondent for Australia and the Pacific. Uh, Jamie, can can you describe for us how things are in Sydney right now? Yeah, uh, good morning, Brendan. Good morning. Yeah, um, well, well, so, so I'm based in, in the the city centre, and actually today hasn't been too bad. You know, for the last six weeks, we've had uh, intermittently we've had you know a lot of uh, smoke haze throughout the city, so everyone's walking around with masks on, um, and actually, you know. It's been it's been so bad that you couldn't even see the Sydney Harbour Bridge from uh, from my work, which is only a couple of kilometres away. Um, but today, actually, the, the the way the winds were, uh, the smoke cleared somewhat, so it wasn't too bad. Um, but of course, on the outskirts of Sydney, Sydney's really ringed by yeah, as you say, six or seven fires, and a couple of them are really huge. Uh, you know, over a hundred thousand hectares. Um, has been burnt in one of these fires. And it looks like these fires could actually merge to create what they call a mega blaze, which are really, really dangerous. So yesterday, on Saturday, we had very high temperatures uh, in Sydney. And um, we had uh, one of the towns to the southwest of Sydney was very badly affected. So this town of Balmoral, um, the New South Wales Premier said today that there wasn't much of that town left. Um, in South Australia, where we've had temperatures of about 50 degrees Celsius earlier this week, uh, one man apparently has died um, and uh, many homes, up to 70 homes, were destroyed. I mean, really, over the last six weeks, what you've had is you've had 3 million hectares of forest and bushland uh, burnt out, which is the, an area equivalent to the size of Belgium. You've had over a 1,000 uh, homes lost. Um, looks like you've now nine people dead. So it's it's pretty catastrophic, to be honest. And, and Jamie, th- th- so they need sustained rain, we hear, to, to actually kill these fires for good. That's not coming till February. Is there any sense of them getting things under any kind of control at the moment? Well, the, the problem is this is such a bad bushfire season because they've had this really debilitating drought for over two years. So there just hasn't been enough rain. There's been hardly any rain in parts of New South Wales at all. So that's what they need to get it under control. Um, the Bureau of Meteorology have said uh, that it's going to be a, a long, hot, dry summer. So that's not particularly helpful. So these firefighters, and you know, you've know, you got to have huge admiration for them because it's the largest volunteer firefighting force in the world in New South Wales, about 70,000 people. But they're just people like you or me who are basically, you know, they, uh, they're, they could be teachers or nurses or running businesses. You know, they've done a six-month course or something, but they're out every night fighting these fires. And what they do is when the winds change uh, and it looks like it's not so threatening, you know, they'll do backburning and they'll try and clear paths and remove uh, the branches and, you know, pieces of material that can catch fire. So there's this backburning, which they use to try and control the fire. But apart from that, you know, it's people standing with hoses, 
They do have some aeroplanes which dump um, flame retardant material on the fires, but they're really extremely difficult to control, especially when you get high winds and really high temperatures. And that's really been the nightmare scenario so far. Yeah, and I gather those winds are making things unpredictable as well. In terms of normal life, for example, if the, I read that the air quality is like 11 times over maximum hazardous threshold at, at, at some points. Are people going about their lives as normal? Are, pe- are people suffering from the smoke in areas that aren't directly impacted by the fire? Well, I I interviewed a few asthmatics earlier this week for a story. And, um, you know, anybody with respiratory illnesses really has to take a lot of care with this because it can spark, you know, a potentially life-threatening attack. So what they're doing is they're buying masks. They're buying very expensive air purifiers to put in their homes, you know, Dyson, $1,000, that sort of thing. Um, But the problem is the masks don't really work. They're too hot to wear for a start. I went and bought some from for my kids actually this week and we all tried them on but they're pretty useless Um, and the air purifiers uh, are pretty good actually but the problem is Sydney homes don't have any insulation they don't have double glazing they tend to be pretty leaky because of the good weather over here so you know you have your air purifier working but the smoke is sort of coming under the door so that's not been great I mean it's funny because the smoke goes from day to day. You know, it, it can go for a couple of days and then it comes back with a vengeance. So actually in Canberra, Australia's capital yesterday, you had a cricket match having to be abandoned. So we're all watching it on the television. The start of it is absolutely fine. Then the wind mm-hmm. changed and it just blew complete mad amounts of smoke across the stadium. So just had to abandon it halfway through, you know. I gather that Australia has never seen anything like this, certainly in living memory. Is there a concern now that this is the, could be the new normal? Yeah, I mean, the, the big... I mean, most of the scientists and experts are saying this is an unprecedented bushfire season because of climate change, because you've had this really long, severe drought. Uh, You've got record heat. I mean, the heat last week broke all records, you know. It was record-breaking heat. The the average maximum across the whole country was 41.9 degrees, which uh, was a full one one, uh, degree more than it had ever been before. And South Australia hit 49.9 degrees. So these are really extreme temperatures. And the experts say, you know, this is really climate change. This is probably going to be the new normal now, unfortunately, the government, um, it's a very conservative government, and they don't actually, you know, they've been dragged, kicking and screaming to even acknowledge there is a link between climate change and these yeah, fires. Yeah. So, so, so just to, to give people a bit of background here, Scott, Scott Morrison uh, is essentially a climate change denier, isn't he? He wouldn't say he is. However, he did go into the, na- the national parliament with a lump of coal, to taunt his critics who were seeking, you know, greenhouse gas emissions to be cut. Um, So, you know, the problem is the Conservatives are very close to the coal lobby in this country. And the coal industry is extremely powerful, you know. And is there an enormous new coal field being developed in Australia at the moment? Am I right? Well, they really want to develop this uh, Galilee Basin. This Indian company, Adani, has been trying to get it off the ground for the last seven years. It's a hugely controversial... Uh, coal mine uh, because it's the largest untapped basin which uh, is which they're trying to open up in the world um, and uh, 
obviously, whenever you've got this climate change debate, it's just caused all sorts of trouble. But the government have very much supported that. And in the ele recent election, they won the election, and, and this Adani coal mine was quite influential in the rural areas of Queensland where there's a lot of swing seats. So it's sort of complicated. But, okay. uh, the whole climate change article, or this whole climate change argument, uh, have tended to work for them to a certain degree. Uh, no, um, and, and Scott Morrison, so he was sunning himself in Hawaii for four or five days. He has come back now. Um, and he, he, firstly, he was in trouble for that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So where the bloody hell are you, Scott, was trending on Twitter this week, um, which is actually a catchphrase which uh, he developed when he was the head of the Tourism Australia uh, agency. So he was a PR man in the past. So he had this great tourism ad called Where the Bloody Hell Are You? And then he disappeared to Hawaii this week in a family holiday without telling anyone. Um, and, uh, of course, people found out, naturally. And so this started trending on Twitter, and it's been a, a big disaster for him uh, in terms of, uh, you know, his, his, I suppose his reputation on this, because two young firefighters died on Thursday. Uh, they had families. So he, he reluctantly took the plane back to Australia, arrived last night, and this morning, you know, went around, visited the firefighters HQ, gave a few press conferences, and he did actually apologise for uh, going away on holiday. Um, and for, and he uh, has he apologised for his comment when he was he back when he when he was tackled about and he said, "I don't hold the hose, mate." Oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I don't know if he apologised for that. I think he might have repeated that today. In fact, okay. he, he did say that he's not going to be panicked into changing Australia's climate change policy. So don't be expecting any um, any big change in policy. I mean, the problem is the Conservatives have been in for six years, and greenhouse gas emissions have not gone down in any meaningful way here. You know, and they're still promoting coal. And in fact, last okay. week Australia helped to smash this. Uh, the climate change summit in Madrid. So, uh, so yeah, they're not great on the climate change issue. Okay, Jamie Smith, thank you very much, and look after yourself. And happy Christmas. You too. And Thanks a million.